Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast on For Generations to Come, where I am your host, Moesha Gray. And here we break generational curses by empowering, by loving, and by sharing Christ. All right. So today's episode is going to be phenomenal, and I'm really excited about it. So while you're at it, let's just hop right into it. off by letting you all first just introduce yourself so we can start off you can tell us your background um really want just for us to just to know a little bit about you um so we can start with either one of you whoever wants to go first um yeah i'll go my name is sashi uginyemi i'm 23 i am a graduate of georgia state university and i am currently just submitting my life to christ until I successfully reach entrepreneurship, but um, yeah, that's who I am. Love Jesus, love fellowshipping with other Christians, and my passion is social justice. Oh, what about you, Jillian? Yes, well, my name is Jillian Sloan. I am 22 years old. I it's always so hard when people ask me this question. It's like, well, talk about yourself. Like, there's so many different things you can say. But <laughs> obviously, number one, I love Jesus. Um, everyone that starts to follow me for a while or has been my friend for a while knows, like, I came from a completely different lifestyle, didn't grow up in the church at all, um, was lost in the world, lost in sin, had a radical encounter with Jesus Christ ever since then. I never looked back. So my life is just... Um, just filled with preaching the gospel to all who can hear really and not just preaching it but living it out with my life so that's really you Uh know my my purpose we all know that um that's a charge on us as believers um but yeah right now I am just doing a myriad of things I'm I do modeling, I do media personality, I do brand coaching. I'm God just has my hands. He has me hat. So I always say like I have two calls to the world and to the church. I, I preach, you know, I prophesy, I do all that. But then God has me in secular industries. So, you know, it's just amazing watching God work in my life, but who I am just I think I'm funny, smart, outgoing, well rounded, like what we're we trying to say here. <laughs> Okay, so I want to, I don't know if you all was on my Instagram or not, but I don't want it to be like, oh, we're just talking to a stranger. She invited us on a podcast, but I want to give you all a little bit of background information about me. Um, I'm Moesha Gray. I am married. I've been married for over two years and I'm also 22. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a son. He's 11 months. Yeah, and go ahead and give me that my... grace, girl. I need that marriage grace. <laughs> Say that. Let it be unto me. Let it be done unto me, Lord. Um, <laughs> so I have, um, I've been saved since 2015, and it definitely hasn't been the easiest roller coaster because um, you, when you first get saved, you know, you confess with your mouth, you you know repent all of your sins but then it's the part afterwards that becomes a little bit difficult because as a baby in Christ you're starting to be nurtured and then you're trying to figure out which way to go you know how to understand Christ um but my anybody who who's really not even just on my Instagram but in my life period I'm like a homebody 
so I decided that this year I would try to collaborate more and I prayed to um, connect with more women around my age like you all um, but not just praying for that but actually positioning myself mm-hmm. to receive it mm-hmm. so I know for me last year I was praying and stayed in the house the entire time but um, yeah so I mean, I'm just kind of, um, I wouldn't say an introvert, but I'm an extrovert if you know me, but I'm more of an observant person. I love entrepreneurship. It's a, it's, it's a road. It's a bumpy road, but um, that's definitely, I know my way of calling people how to gain wealth as well um, as being Christians, because for some reason we think that we're supposed to be broke. Um but yeah, so that is definitely my area of expertise and mm-hmm. just, you know, sharing my wisdom, sharing my thoughts with people, um, being an encourager and helping people to break generational curses, whether it's poverty, um, anger, depression, suicide, anything like that. Um, just getting and um, letting people know that there is another way. So that's a little bit about me. All right. (laughs) But we're going to focus on you all because I am the type of person who has struggled with uh, friendship and relationships as well. Um, I know for a while, I, especially when I first got saved, that I think that's the most difficult for a lot of new um, Christians is when we first get saved, our surroundings, we may be different, but now we're trying to figure Mm -hmm. out our surroundings. So for me, that was a a big, um, it was a challenge because all of my friends smoked, all of my friends, um, we went to parties, you know, we were um, fornicating, like that was us. We all did that. So to be surrounded to, for me to come to Christ and now I'm looking at everybody else, like there's nobody else that looks like me around me, nobody else that's doing the things that I'm doing. So I think that could be a little bit difficult, especially for our new Christians. And I just want you all to share. Um, I have some questions. I'm just going to ask you all to share because I think we need to empower our, you know, I don't say newbies, but you know, people who are just coming to Christ because it can be really confusing. And not only that, when you first start start out and you know confess then if things aren't going as you thought they were then we seem to go back Mm -hmm. so i just want to first of all i want to know how you all met excellent question okay Okay. we we both have different perspectives of how we met even though we both were there so i'll start i'll start because it'll give a better understanding mm-hmm. to, from Sashi's end of it. But yeah, right. for me, um, I completely identify with what you're saying. Like, you know, I gave my life to Christ and then I'm like, what now? And so my my story is, you know, kind of unique because I like completely like uprooted out of the entire lifestyle, like just turned away, like went straight cold turkey. So once I got saved, um, I left the school that I was at and I transferred to a brand new school, Georgia State, because I'm like, I got to get the hiccup out of where I'm at because I'm trying to do this new thing in Christ. I got to start afresh. So, yeah, I transferred to Georgia State. And one of the things that I had prayed for was, God, send me some godly friendships because all the friends that I had, you know, they were worldly. Like you were talking about, they were, you know, 
not pursuing the things of God. They were leading me away from God, you know, in with smoking, partying, drinking, sex, all that. So I had to leave those friendships because it wasn't conducive to my spiritual well-being. So I, I left where I was at. Um, I did a whole entire move. And I said, God, if I'm going to give up these friendships, I really need you to replace them with greater friendships, with people who are after your heart, who love you. And so that was my prayer. And I had a season of isolation where I really didn't have, you know, friends in Christ. But when I went to Georgia State, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm trying to find some friends. And you said something key. You said you had to get in position because a lot of times we'll want to meet, mm-hmm. you know, new people, but we won't mm-hmm. even do the practical things like go to Christian events, like join a ministry at church mm-hmm. where you can meet people. And so that's really where I started because you can pray all day long, but you have to put in the work. So when that's I went good. to my new school, I had joined a, 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 a Christian uh, ministry on campus and Sashi was a part of the ministry and literally like this is gonna sound super weird but I'm being 100% honest when I saw her the Lord spoke to me and told me that she was going to be my best friend and so when I saw her I'm like okay the Lord told me that's her she's she's the one (laughs) but um but the crazy part was when I was trying to talk to her she curved me like she wasn't really (laughs) something I asked her for her number and stuff, and, like, she wouldn't text back. I'm like, all right. So I said, Lord, you told me that this, you know, woman of God was going to be my best friend. I'm, like, just praying for her. I'm like, God, reveal it to her. Like, I don't want to, you know, try to force her to be something. I said, God, if you really want us to be friends, like, you know, speak it to her. And so literally, I was just praying for her. And two weeks, like, after meeting, after God had spoke that to me, she had texted me and was like, uh, she was in prayer asking God for more um, friends or something like that. And he whispered my name to her ear. And literally from that moment on, it was like history. It was history. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy because we went from like zero to 100. Like we started off as best friends. That sounds so weird. Yes. But yeah, we met up, I think that very week and we just shared our testimonies with each other. And from that point on, we were really inseparable. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And how long has this been? Um, Like almost two years. Now. Almost two years. Yeah. yeah. So, Sashi, yes. what's your right, my perspective? Yeah, what's your perspective? <laughs> it's so different. So, um, our lives, I feel like they're like, our testimonies are so different. Like, they're day and night. But I love it because we just complement each other so well. So, like Jillian said, she... Her, she was in the world and came to Christ, went cold turkey. I grew up in the church my entire life. And I just, my biggest downfall was backsliding. And around this time before I met Jillian, I actually had so-called Christian friends, but they had left my life. They literally all walked away from my life. And so um, I just remained in isolation and started to like go on this downward spiral of like more sin and I remember I was still serving like she said I was at this uh ministry on campus and at the time I met Jillian we met each other through this campus ministry and I saw her and it didn't click for me at all I just you know I was like this is just a woman of God and there was this one day we were in the library when stuff started to click a little bit for me she had sat next to me. It was literally, I was at a computer, and out of every computer in GSU's campus, <laughs> she sat right next to me. So I looked to my right, and I was like, 
oh, hey, I think I've seen you before. And she was like, yeah, we met at the college ministry, like the on-campus ministry. And I was like, oh, okay. And so we were talking, and I just knew she was so Holy Spirit-filled. And um, it was so crazy. She was just ministering to me. She was pouring into me. And from that small conversation, I felt the love of Christ, and I felt hope again. So I remember I got up and walked away with just some random friend I had at the time. It wasn't even a friend. It was like an associate. And I got up, and I was like, this girl can see straight through me. And the person I was walking with, they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, that girl prophetic. I just knew it. And so later on throughout the week, I had been praying. I literally cried out to God. It was just me and my intimate time. And I was like, Lord, please send me my pair. Please send me my best friend. And he whispered Jillian's name. And um, we always joke, but I know it was like the voice of God because I am terrible with remembering names. So the fact that I clearly heard Jillian's name, I knew it was God. And I um, texted her. And it was just history. Like she said, she was like, oh, yeah, God had been um, showing me and revealed to me that we were meant to be uh, best friends. But what I loved about it is that she didn't manipulate. She didn't force anything she allowed God to speak to me for himself and um I think that's what made you know like she said it sounds weird we started off as best friends but that's honestly what gave us the confidence to start off as best friends because we had confirmation individually that God wanted us to be um very close so that's my perspective well since (laughs) since you said you're day and night so who's the quiet one and who's the outspoken one (laughs) I'm more, Um, I think I'm like soft spoken or like more gentle. Like Jillian is more like, she'll speak up fast. I'll say something direct. She can be direct. I'll be trying to sugarcoat. (laughs) (laughs) But Jillian's like grace and truth. She got that balance. I'll be like uh, hesitant sometimes. And but see, my thing is, Sashi not quiet though. Right. Know. She turned out real quick. <laughs> I won't say she's quiet, but maybe she's just more quiet than me. Right. <laughs> so another question that I have for you both is do you think that the environment in which you're in, and I think we really just uh, touched on this, um, do you think that that matters when it comes to looking for godly relationships or friendships? You said what advice? No, do you think the environment in which you're in matters when it comes to looking for or attracting um, godly relationships? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I think we just touched mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, you're not going to find godly friendships at the club. No. Nope. So, mm-hmm. where you meet a person, I mean, don't get me wrong, God can do anything he wants to do, but... Yeah, like what type of environments they place their themselves in is important. So it's like you, you can't be looking for God in a club. You mm-hmm. going out drinking with people? No, this those people are not uh, following the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And so yeah, the best place to find a godly friendship is in the presence of the Lord. Right. You know, so obviously your first go to wants to be like church or worship event, you know, a ministry, something like that. But I mean, really though, God can send some someone wherever you are you may just be walking in the mall or who knows God can do whatever he wants to do so I would just say like you know on a basic level of course go to the presence of the Lord um, you know go to mutual friends or you know pe- 
people who know people that are, are filled with the Holy Spirit. But at the end of the day, if God wants to send someone to your life, he'll do it in whatever way he sees fit. Regardless. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Sasha? Yeah, I was going to say, absolutely. And like we just touched on, like, you can't be in isolation and expect to uh, make godly friends either. And that's a really yeah. big thing. Because some people, they might not even be looking for friends in the world, but they'll just be in isolation and expecting friends to pop up. So I think, like you said, being able to pray is wonderful, but also doing your due diligence and going to Christian events, looking within your church home for those people God wants to send. I know that was for me because I was so isolated. And at one point I was like, I feel like I'm not growing. I feel like I'm not expanding. And I would always pray for, you know, godly relationships, but I knew I wasn't positioning myself. You know, I was hoping, okay, they just come knocking my door, <laughs> but um, obviously it didn't work like that. So I, that was definitely for me. I still feel like I am positioning myself for more godly friendships only because um, I have been so enclosed lately. I have feel, I've been feeling like, okay, my gifts, um, my gifts should just be in my home. You know, I know it can go out, but I always have this feeling of, oh, you know, I'm I'm not capable of more friendships or um, what if I messed up? What if, you know, we don't click? What if I say, because the reason why I say that is because when I was the only one, still is, the only one in my, my friendships that I had from kindergarten and, um, all of that I was the only one in that circle that was saved and immediately like I was kind of like Jillian I just went like cold turkey and was like look I love y'all but I, I'm tired of going home depressed okay so I gotta find a different way and I feel like me being the only one in that group that was really just saved and still pursuing Christ it kind of made me feel like an outcast and I guess that's what what I could say I was um, because I knew that I was positioned to be um, in my circle of friends because I'm still the person that they calls for prayer. I'm still the person they call to for wisdom, but I felt like I was just more of an outcast. And I think that's really what got to me a little bit um, when it came to finding different godly friendships, because I knew with that group, we weren't after the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, okay, if I get in this other group, you know, we'll be after the same thing, but you know, I hope they can, you know, take my personality because I'm kind of chill, but I'm also kind of direct, kind of like Julian. I like to get to the point, okay? Mm -hmm. I like to be. But some people can take it as being rude. So I'm like, okay, God, just help me find somebody who can take my personality, who I can just be myself around as well. I don't know, okay? That's just, the I think, the process that I'm really going through right now and trying to figure out. Um we're not really trying to figure it out, but really just saying, okay, I'm just going to position myself here and just let it flow. So mm. that's, that's my, my take. Um, but I really think that today we're just, we're having relationships with no benefit. I think I stated this earlier and I was like, I don't want that anymore. Mm. You know, if you come into my life and people are like, well, you know, you don't need to have relationships just to think you have to take something from that person. But I'm looking for give and take. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want, I, I really personally just don't have time to be in a relationship 
friendship that's not going anywhere you know we're just we're not praying for each other we're not talking to each other we're not pouring into each other and it's just causing us to just stay stagnant and I really think that's the issue that's going on today is that people can say you know they're my ride or dies they've been with me since kindergarten um they always have my back but they don't have their they don't have your back when it comes to praying for you like your friend is still talking about suicide and you're doing nothing about it so I don't need that type of friendship around me. Not saying that you have to be this most powerful prayer partner on earth, but what are you going to do if I tell you that I'm experiencing depression or that I need you to really pray for me? Hmm. Um, so I want to know. Go, okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, really, I want to know um, what do y'all think about having those those relationships that really aren't beneficial, especially to your spiritual growth. Mm. Cute. Okay, so this is what I would say. It's extremely hard for people to pour out when they're not full. And so a lot of times we will want things from people that they can't give us. So that's Mm -hmm. why it's imperative that we, you know, have friends who are filled with the Holy Spirit um, because that's the only way that they'll be able to continuously pour out um, on us, to cover us, you know, things like that. And so I would want to start there, you know, all these people filled with the Holy Spirit because that makes a huge, a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And and I'll I'll say this. You will always have seasons within friendship. So, you know, even me and Sashi, we'll have seasons where, okay, she kind of needs me a little bit more. I have seasons where I'm not really, you know, I got a lot going on. So you have to discern, like, is this person just not hungry for God or, you know, is this just a season that they're in? So when I would start mm-hmm. there, like, it's if they have to have an overflow in order to pour out to you and that is important we do need that we need people to um, count on we need people to encourage us and remind us what God says about us when we feel discouraged so I I absolutely think that yeah you need someone to lean on when you're going through that depression or heaviness and you're confused and you need it yeah absolutely we need that and so I think it starts with their own personal relationship with God um and things like that so I would definitely say it's you should desire that from a friend, but you know it starts with their measure that they have, and also understanding that the seasons that you all are in and being sensitive to that. So I'll start. I'll start uh-huh. there. Tash, you can add. Definitely. Um, I was even going to speak to how previously before you introduced your question, you were saying you hope that you know, your friends are basically graced for you. And I think that's important. Um, me, Jillian and I always talk about how we have another measure of patience and just excitement or um, for each other that other people might not have. And I think that when you are in godly relationships, they, they do have a grace for you. So things that other people might interpret as you being catty or having an attitude, that person can handle you. They can handle your personality and they um, love you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> your authentic self so that was the first thing I was going to comment on and the second question 
that you asked, I completely stand in agreement with what you were saying. You do have to be sensitive to seasons. And, um, and also, we just have to use discernment when deciding who's going to be in our inner circle, Absolutely. too, because longevity does not equate, like, like friendships or, or godly friendships. Just because you've known somebody since kindergarten or you've known them for your whole life does not mean that that person is specifically called to be in your inner circle or to be given that title of best friend. So I would say we have to use discernment in general when deciding who's going to be in that inner circle and that they should be Holy Spirit filled so that they can pour into you from their overflow. Like Jillian is saying, that's very important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what, when it comes to you two, what benefits do you all feel like you give the other person? Well, I won't really say benefits, but what do you feel like you give the other person that you give and take from? What do you, what do you mean? Like each other? Like so, Sashi or in general? No, yeah, you, uh, both of you all. So you say in general? Yeah, so just say if... Um, I I may have some like I may lack a little bit in the area that you can balance me off in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, so I was saying, what do you all feel like you give and take to each other in that way? Mm. I would say one thing that um I lack in and that Jillian always um, helps me walk in power with is my voice. So there are times where I can be too gentle or too passive. And she, I always say she, she helped me have some speak up. <laughs> she um, mm -hmm. balances me off in that way. And I think vice versa, <clears throat> I have a really huge heart to serve. Like it just comes natural for me. I can serve to a very high capacity. And be, I think that for her, like I'm able to show her how to do acts of service a little bit more um, when it comes to her relationships. So like, such as family, like, you know, family is a ministry as well, and that's where I serve a lot. So I think I'm able to inspire her to be like, okay, well, I'll um, serve the people around me a little bit more. But I would use that as an example. She helps me have some speak up. I help her learn how to serve. Hmm. Yeah, and I would definitely kind of add to that and say, like, um, like, Sashi definitely helps me, you know, always be, grace gracious like her first response is usually to give grace and things like that whereas me just being a prophetic person like <laughs> when I first got saved and God like called me out of sin I'm like judgment over their heads like that was <laughs> and she kind of helped me like diagnosis like grace compassion humility mercy so that has been something that was transformational um in my walk right. he definitely helped me understand and I think that God is so strategic when he brings people together I think that we are just a balance in, you know, so many ways, ways that we don't even realize. So I feel like when God sends you that person, when it's a divine friendship, the things that you lack in, God is going to give them uh, the tools and the equipment to minister to you at your place of need. Mm -hmm. um, and uh -huh. so that's something that we've seen in our friendship time and time and time after again, whether it's like just me, I'm, calling her to have you know perspective shift i'm like okay i'm thinking about, about this 
what's how are you looking at it and she can look at it from a different angle that was a blind spot for me and so now I have you know a greater understanding because the Bible says that we know in part and so it's like I bring to you my part and I bring to me your part now it's mm-hmm. actually come the revelation starts to come um together more and so you know that's something that we're always do is just like share okay this is what I got what do you have and it'll help us and like I said our personalities really balance out where I'm like crazy I'm just like ah, I'm doing all this she can be you know that calm or balanced sometimes and where I'm like direct and speaking up a lot she can you know bring that gentle and quiet spirit and sometimes we put a five sometimes yeah they'll do something and I have to bring the other side we'll be at church and she'll be playing around and I'll be like all right like let's get serious <laughs> right let's get serious <laughs> so yeah I think that there's God is strategic in and providing people they give you balance mm-hmm. uh okay so today I think that um we have this issue where we don't want to call out our friends when we know they're wrong. Um, and I think it's it's still more in the godly relationships. For some reason, we don't want to tell our friends that, look, you, you know, you're in the wrong. So I want to know from both of your perspectives, um, have any of you had to say, like, look, Jillian, you are in the wrong. I need you to step back a little bit. How did you all react to that? yeah all the yeah time. <laughs> uh-huh of course right, right right all the time and I think that um like just as God corrects those he loves and when you love somebody you you can't you know allow them to you know walk in something that needs correction and so um yeah I think that we do that all the time honestly and the way the way that Jillian goes about correcting me has always been amazing it's been mind-blowing because she's and and she doesn't even come on no okay you you wrong you need to like there's never condemnation it's always like like she said a perspective shift or or she'll even share what God's laid on her heart or even through prayer like there's so many ways that she goes about correcting and um and there's even times where I've it was a tough pill for me to swallow or I had a personal personally I had a hard time um conceptualizing what she said and um she was still there through you know my week of being like I don't know about this I don't agree and God has even confirmed her correction towards me um in times of doubt so I think that yeah that that happens a lot um and that is honestly a beautiful process if you allow it to be Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that in any godly relationship, you have to have accountability. Um, uh-huh. And so that's really what we've been to each other is keeping each other accountable. And I, when you were speaking to, you know, I've been in relationships where I haven't grown. That's a huge part. Like, how can we grow if no one ever, you know, tells mm-hmm. us where we yeah. grow? Yeah. And a lot of people just because of the rejection that they've experienced in their past, in their past, they receive they receive correction as rejection. It creates, you know, offense. And then once you let offense build up, it's hard to take shape and have a, its own personality of itself. And that's when now there's tension in the relationship. But we have to renew our minds towards accountability. And like Sashi said, think about it 
like from a place of love because I love you because I see more in you because I want to pull out your potential that is why I even feel the need to correct you in this area and keep you accountable to upholding the standard of God that's on your life and because we both know that's where our heart is it makes it easier to receive it and so I think that anyone that you allow in your life you have to be able to trust them with the truth but it's like if you can't trust them to minister the truth, you're always going to be skeptical when they're telling you things about themselves. And if you have things like mother wounds and father wounds, then yeah, you're going to receive correction in a dysfunctional, with a dysfunctional lens. So I really feel like a lot of it is one, checking your heart towards that and having an understanding within your relationship. The Bible says with all thy getting, get understanding. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I always say like, always seek to understand before being understood like if i'm coming to you mm-hmm. trying to understand you trying to be like, okay this is what i'm feeling i don't think you're right with this help, help me understand okay this is what i feel about it I, you you hear my heart and so it's 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 an easier process so yeah i think like Sasha said it can be beautiful if you allow it to be um but a lot of times the enemy will try to pervert correction so that we'll never grow so if you can mold through that wow. i think that the relationship will always um be prosperous when you have accountability. Yep. What's your thoughts on being in competition for elevation? Um, I know, okay, just say like for friendships like you all, uh, even with certain friendships these days, we seem to be like undercover in competition with our friends instead of working with our friends to elevate, especially in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Sasha, you want to go? It, the last part you said, we seem to be in competition with our friends, especially when, especially when, um, when it comes to the body of Christ, we seem to be like okay. undercover in, yeah, like in competition with our friends instead of partnering with our friends to elevate. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when you asked the question, the first thing I thought of was just like ensuring that our heart is pure, like that we have pure intentions because like, um, I don't know, it's kind of, I mean, honestly, it's like hard for me to relate to. I'm human, of course, and like we have mistakes, but I know like whenever I see somebody that I love, like elevating, I don't, like there's, I'm so confident in what God has called me to do and my purpose in him that I'm not envying what they have. Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm so excited about just everything God has called me to do in my life that when I see them elevating, I'm just excited for them. Um, I don't know. I think that it starts with the heart check where we have to have pure intentions and we also have to um, just trust, have trust and peace in what God's called us to do so that we're not envying what's on somebody else's plate. Um, And that's what I would really say to that. I feel like another thing is as millennials and millennials in the body, there's always this pressure to be something so fast. Right. Too. There's always uh-huh. a pressure to be, to have yeah. some title, to have some influence, to have yep. something um, so rapidly. And we're so young. So I believe that if we also alleviate that stress, mm-hmm. and, um, that'll also help us to stop envying what everybody has um yeah and a lot of the times like 
you you don't know the price people had to pay to get to where they are. They exactly. in their prayer closet for hours and study the word. For, you know, you don't know the price they paid to get there, the sacrifices they had to make, the trenches they had to walk through to get there. And so um, we just see the elevation part, the mountaintop, and we're not considering the valleys. We just want, you know, that mountain. And so I would say just like ensuring that we have pure intentions, um, alleviating that stress that we've been under in the community as millennials to always be something and to um, just be to have peace in our calling um, so that we're not envying other people's. Amen. Mm-hmm. And to build on that, um, I agree. Yeah, like it starts with the purity within your own heart for for like understanding why would you be jealous of your brother or your sister? Yes. And so I would say, number one, like if you have friendships like that, you want to pray that God will heal them from um, ambition because that is, a, I think, a huge thing that's attacking the body of Christ in this hour uh-huh. is self ambition because we're on Instagram and we see all these influencers, all these people with like like the titles and things like that. We want it so bad. And so it's like when we come to our own camp, we are turning around, we're turning on people in our own camp because we want all this influence so bad. We want where they are. Like that's envy, that's jealousy, that's ambition. So already I think that you, know, you have to do with your heart. And I mean a lot of people struggle with, you know, comparison, things like that. There's nothing that God can't heal. So I would start one with the purity in one's own heart. And another thing is um, the Bible says in, in Psalms, I believe it's 75 and 6 and 7, that exalt, exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. So it's God who promotes. And so it's like, why are you mad at your friend or envious of your friend like that may be your season and I think for me and Sashi the reason why we haven't been able to like the reason why we haven't been in competition with each other is because we understand that we are in different seasons our walks have different pace what God is doing in Mm -hmm. us it's just different and so God may see Uh something fit for her in this season that he doesn't see fit for me because of where I am and vice versa and so it's like you have to celebrate your friend while God is doing something good in their life like not be jealous of it and so I think that understanding that your call your walk is unique to you and that's beautiful and the fact that your friend's walk is different all those things are beautiful that's what makes the relationship unique and so I really think that you just have to renew your mind in that area um you know when you see people struggling with things like that so it's never a competition ever like we are the body as a whole we we should be joint with one another that's what you know paul talks about in first corinthians 12 like you guys are fighting over who has what gift no we every gift matters and so just appreciating uh-huh. the season the gift the time that god has one another in i think is the key wow wow um i think you know we we can end this but just um, while we're ending this, I just want to know what advice do you have for those who don't have those godly relationships? And, you know, I know we we want to say or we have to say really just to position yourself because I think that's, of course, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but what other advice do, would you give to someone who doesn't have? I know people who 
literally have no one to say this is the way to go you know um or someone to lean on and even family like they they really have no one um or at least they you know they feel like they have no one so what advice would you give to to those people who feel like they don't have those guy relationships but they want them i would say um for one just pray and ask for those godly relationships um, God has not called us to isolation. That's not his will. So I believe mm-hmm. if you pray and ask, like you said, of course, position yourself. But doing both of those things is really like the key. You have to do both to position yourself and pray. Just ask God and um, he will surely hear you and he will surely answer you. He will send those people who are called to be in your life and to be that godly community. Um, and not even to just give an extra spiritual answer, but I'm just saying, like, pray for it. Like, and God will answer uh-huh. and position yourself, then receive. Uh-huh. Amen. Okay, so for me, I'm going to give a practical answer and a spiritual answer. Practically, if that's something that you desire, you need to put yourself in godly communities. So it's like, a community is how you're going to start make, building relationships. So, one, having a church home, a ministry you're a part of, you know, a Christian community um, that you're a part of is how you're going to build these relationships. Because you keep going to the meetings, events, or whatever, and then you start to see, you know, faces again and again. You start to, you know, converse with different people and things like that. And then next thing you know, you you built, you know, relationships with people. You built trust with people. Um, and then p- other people can bash you. Oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. She's always coming to the meetings. She's always faithful and serving, things like that. And you build more relationships. So practically, you you need a, a, a community because in general, for all of us, we need a community because we can't walk this walk alone. So already it's like you feel like you don't have anyone. Well, great place to start is, you know, getting a church home and things like that, being a part of a ministry. Mm-hmm. So that's that's available for all of us. I know we all live in different places. And here in Atlanta, we have a lot of different church homes. But I know wherever anyone is, there is a community there um, for them to get plugged in. So I would just say, number one, find a church home, find a ministry to get plugged in at. And it's just going to be inevitable for you to you know make friends that way so that's my practical answer um but just for me personally like I was in that boat like like I said I didn't grow up in church so my family wasn't saved my friend like I didn't know anyone who was saved and so I had to go and find that and just know that God is faithful he doesn't want you wandering in the dark he doesn't want you wandering aimlessly and beating the air like Paul said. And so he's faithful to give you the things that you need. And so it doesn't matter what park you started at. It doesn't matter if you feel like you don't have people to guide you. If that's what you desire, God will give that to you. So one, like Sashi said, you know, of course, um, pray for it. But I'm going to say it like this. We all have to go through seasons of isolation and that's okay you're gonna be in seasons where like you feel like you're in the cave but there is a coming out and I really just want to encourage anyone like there is a coming out of the cave God 
is going to literally lead you to people if you trust him to do so. If you submit your your um the the category of relationships to him, he's going to bless it. He's going to honor your sacrifice for giving up people who were leading you astray. And so I would just say, trust God. He he's faithful. Put yourself in position. Do what it takes. Um, renew your mind towards friendships, and it's it's going to come. Amen. Wow. I want to um, thank both of you for getting on. I know we had some technical difficulties, okay. <laughs> um, but I just, I really genuinely want to thank you because you, I mean, I know other people are going to listen to this, but just aside from them, you both have really helped me. Amen. So um, before we get off, I want you all, if you have anything else to say, you all can share if you want to. Um, but I want you all to also share your social media handles so you know those that are listening can follow you and find you like I did. Um, but yeah, so you can share social media handles um, and anything else that you all would like to share before we close out. Yeah, my name is on Instagram is Sashi Not Sushi, and yeah, follow <laughs> us. I think that um, it's cool to talk everything out on a, a podcast but it's even greater when you get to see like the example up mm-hmm. close and personal so yeah follow each of us like yeah I'm Sashi not Sushi yeah so uh, my Instagram name is Jillian Sloan J-I-L-L-I-A-N-S-L-O-A-N-E what's up <laughs> but now <nah>, for real <laughs> um, this has been amazing just talking about all of this because it's not something that uh, was taught to me, but something that I learned over time and just things that I've experienced. And so, listen, like, there's a starting point, but just start, just just start to seek, literally. And you will find, so, amen, I think this has been amazing, just sharing our story and our journey. And I hope anyone who is desiring godly friendships will be encouraged that God will bring that to them as long as they put themselves in position and um it's just seated at his feet so amen all right thank y'all again um for sharing for just pouring into me and for those that are going to get on and i guess we'll talk to y'all hopefully we can come back on another topic and talk to y'all later yeah, absolutely awesome well thank you so much thank you yes it's truly an honor it has been an honor. you're welcome Thank thank you very much. We out. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, guys, and thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I am touched. I am beyond fueled right now, and I just love when when my spirit can be touched as well as others but um it just creates just another level of just love for Christ when my spirit is filled and I'm just in awe of God and I just really um I already thank them (laughs) I just want to thank um Sachi and Jillian for you know taking the time out to pour into me to pour into you all um, that really means a lot to me when people really just genuinely take out the time and to pour into others. But 
I really hope this episode has touched you all just as much as it has touched me and helped me as well, especially when it comes to finding those godly relationships and positioning yourself for those relationships. So um, make sure you all are following them. Yeah, that's like vital. Okay, that's how I found them. Um, make sure you all are doing that. And also make sure you're following us at underscore FGTC. Also, make sure that you are supporting this podcast so we can continue to make great content for you guys, um, as well as make sure that you're keeping up to date on our newsletters by clicking the link in our Instagram bio. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm blown away. So, um, that's pretty much it. I thank you guys again for listening to the podcast. Make sure that you share this episode. If you share it on Instagram, make sure you tag uh, both Jillian and Sachi and also tag at underscore FGTC. Um, invite your friends, invite your family to listen to this episode because it's very, very imperative, um, especially when it comes to the body of Christ, to have those genuine godly relationships. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys again and we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>